You're listening to The Cannabis Hangout, two girls, one bowl, and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana. My name is Brandon. And my name is Saba. We will be connecting with a community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people, sharing stories from medical marijuana patients, and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths. So we invite you to come roll with us while while we we break break it all down. This episode is made possible by Oklahoma Medicine. We really enjoyed the lavender and eucalyptus topical one-to-one salves, and they are such a staple product for us. I literally use their staff for everything, like my lower back, bug bites, shoulder pain, rashes, and so many other things. My favorite use for the salve is for my feet on a really long work day. And having my massage therapist rub it into my sore shoulders. That sounds so bomb, Zob. If you guys haven't tried their salve, we highly recommend it. There's more than one use for it, and the tub literally lasts forever. Retweet! Now, let's get back to the episode. On today's episode, we have the pleasure of speaking with Brendan and Anna, who just recently moved from Oklahoma to Oregon. We're just going to pick their brains a little bit and get to know them a little bit better. So let's just dive right in. Ladies first. So Anna, tell us where your early journey with cannabis began. Oh my goodness. Okay. So we were in Texas and it was summer 2016. Okay. Um, and it started with, uh, we were having house parties at the time with our friends Mm -hmm. and one of our friends was like, Hey, I've got some weed. I'm going to bring it over if you guys want to try because we'd been kind of thinking about it. And um, they came over. They had a joint. We smoked. And then from there, it's kind of like I think a lot of people's first experience where you're just dying laughing no matter what's happening. <laughs> That's a it's good the experience. funniest yeah. thing ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just really set a good tone for me. But that was a joint. I can't say it's the same for my first edible experience. Very that's different. Wild. different. Yeah, that's we won't get into that, different. but that was crazy. Wow, I have a bad edible story too. <laughs> so maybe we can share them. <laughs> yeah, Brandon's yeah. was pretty recent, like within the last year. Yeah. yeah. It was a, I mean, I guess I can refresh. Yeah, you should. It was a <laughs> because I talked about it like early, early on in the Cannabis Hangout episodes. But it was at Tinseltown and I was going to see um, Frozen 2 with my niece and nephew. Oh, and like my mom and some other family members who I don't like, you know, they don't probably know I have a podcast. Maybe they do, you know, about cannabis, blah, blah, blah. But um, anyways... Losing my train of thought. She took a nature's cube okay, one yes. to one, and but it was like high dose. It was like twenty five okay, I did it twenty five THC. And I so this was like oh. my first experience, kind of like getting into edibles. And like I thought I had just taken twenty five milligrams, and I was like, okay, like I can do that. And then like I read it wrong, and I was like, really, this was fifty of like not you know I mean a one to one, so not just all of something. But right. I was like, oh shit, and you know what am I going to do? I already swallowed it. I'm not going to like go like. <laughs> Try to make myself throw up. And I was like, I'm just going to vibe. Like, whatever. How bad I'm could it be? You know, I'm going to go watch Frozen 2. <laughs> and anyways, um, keep in mind, I when I, I saw um, Avatar back in the day. I blew chunks in the movie theater. And she and was so, not like, higher anything. I feel like I had like yeah. a motion sickness thing oh, that yeah. like kind of triggers me maybe. But anyways, when I had got there, like we were like sitting in the movie and it was just like the animation like stuff was like really starting to like make my tummy stomach like spin (laughs) 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 and uh, yeah and then I was like telling my sister I was like dude I need to go to the bathroom and she was like okay then go 
And I was like, no, like, I don't think I can move. Like, I don't <laughs> think I can physically, like, get up and go. And then I was like, I think I need you to come with me because, like, I don't trust myself walking up the stairs. Like, it being dark, me feeling the way I'm feeling. Like, I need a crutch. <laughs> and so we, like, went to the bathroom and I was, like, literally laying on. It's so gross, but, you know. It shit. is what it is. I was laying on my back on the Tinseltown, like, bathroom floor. I was just like spinning like it was so bad and I ended up like throwing up so much in the toilet and then like it was the experience like there was like people walking by a movie had just gotten out and I was just like laying on my back on the floor and I could just like see all these people's feet moving and like it's just like a rush of all these people and I'm like oh my gosh I hope no one like tries to like knock on my door and ask me anything but yeah it was really really bad I had to like go sleep it off for hours yeah and Jeez. yeah so I'm sure you can relate. Oh, know. definitely. <laughs> you should tell the first. It was both of us. Our it first was good. It was, you know, it was like a lot of people's. At the beginning, it was great. And we were like, ah, we're not really feeling it. Mm-hmm. So we took more. And then it all kind of just compounded and set in at once. Oof. And, yeah, we went from, like, <laughs> laying outside in the lawn chairs, just feeling amazing in the sun yeah. and laughing to, like, upstairs. I think the world's ending right oh now. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> I might be dying. Anna's, like, yeah, Anna's, like, slipping into a black hole. Oh, of, no. Of, like, uh, you know, <laughs> just, like, oh, God. Well, dude, and I'm like just your, as high, your so. Your depth perception, your complete hold on reality is just gone. Yeah. You're just, like, okay, I've never um, been here before, so I'm not really How much sure. was it, it do you think you took? It was 20 milligrams. 20, okay. Of <laughs> some black market THC oh, gummy Yeah, whatever shit. you could get. Yeah. 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 Oh my god! You're like, was this was this more than weed? Was this place was something? Is that why I'm feeling crazy? So funny, yeah. The first edible, it felt like looking back, it felt like the first time that I did mushrooms, but it was just weed, you know? Yeah. But whenever that's the first thing, that it's your first time with like an altered perception. Yes. Yeah. And then you kind of work your way into the depths of. Everything else. Everything How far else. you want to go. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever else. So yeah. what was it like the first time that you smoked? The first time I smoked was a little weird. I didn't get that. I didn't really get the effect that much. How really? old were you? Uh, it was the same time. Oh, okay. So okay. I kind of, I grew up around weed. Mm-hmm. Like my parents were, you know, smoking weed when I was mm-hmm. younger around me a lot. My dad, like after my parents split, my dad especially. And so, mm-hmm. but then there was some other like negative drug stuff throughout my teenage years with my family. And so I was always just pretty like, I'm never really going to mess with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen what it, what drugs in general have done and yeah. I kind of was like this straight laced you know Christian path for a while and then uh coming out of that yeah <laughs> summer 16 and yeah. yeah we smoked it was good the first time I didn't really get it feel feel it that much I was like all right like yeah. and I had I had been smoking cigars I got like really into the cigar world mm-hmm. before that so I was familiar with smoking. I was for, and I'm like, am I not? What? What's not? Um, I know I'm inhaling. Like, what's yeah. not? Yeah. What's going on? What's and, uh, exploring. Yeah. And yeah. so it wasn't really. It was like the second or third time I smoked in my friend's garage that I like actually got super stoned, just like straight stoic for yeah. like an hour, <laughs> just sitting there, no emotion, no feeling, eyes are closed. Just, Amazing. Like yeah. this is what it's like. I, yeah. I drifted away. Welcome. Wait, weightless. Yeah. And then been the same since then that's awesome so tell us how did you guys meet and how long have you guys been together so we we... just came up on 
six, six years, years of yes. being together. Okay. Oh, so, yeah. Exciting. Very Good exciting. Stuff. It's been a crazy six years. It seems like it's been a lifetime. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which is, I, like, we're young, so yeah. I, I get a lot of people have been together a long time. Right. I look forward to that. Uh, but yeah. even in six years, it feels like we've done so much stuff together, you know? So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, we met initially at church. Okay. And we were in a big mega church uh, in Dallas. And so we're both from the Dallas area. Okay. Yeah. okay so, cool. yeah, we were, uh, we were in that whole scene. I was doing ministry stuff. Anna was working for the church. And, okay. Yeah. It was a interesting story. I was married at the time to the pastor's daughter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. this whole, uh, this whole, I would say it was, the, I was there like 15 years. So I kind of oh, grew wow, up in wow. the church and yeah, definitely. all that. And so with the stuff in my high school years, I, with my family and drug stuff, I kind of leaned into the church even more mm-hmm. and became home, you know? Right. Um, and then, yeah, over time, just this kind of awakening in your mind where it's like, you know, you're, you're always told that you're supposed to believe. So, if you're a part of a religion, typically mm-hmm. you're taught to believe something. It's, right. And if you feel otherwise, well, we can address that, but you're taught to believe this, so we need to ultimately get you back to feeling what mm-hmm. you're taught to believe. So it was that for a long period of my life, and mm-hmm. it brought, you know, discipline and good morals and all these different yeah. things, and so, you know, a lot of stability. But there just kind of came a point toward the end of it where there's this subconscious voice inside of me that was, you know, just my subconscious that mm-hmm. I really, I guess, had just been suppressed for a long time. And because I had just been going based off what I've been taught, um, never mm-hmm. really went inward and thought like, well, how do you actually feel about all this, mm-hmm. you know? And so uh, out of kind of survival, just continuing to do that and then eventually get to the point where it's like, what, you know, the, just the in, the inner voice rising up and going, should question this a little more like yes. what are yeah. you actually yes. committing your the rest of your entire mm-hmm. one existence right. on life yeah. to like what are you committing to and so yeah I'd just been married and diving more into the ministry stuff and I was traveling with a group called the power team mm-hmm. around the country like breaking bricks and breaking baseball bats and ripping <laughs> phone books and shit like for Jesus, of course. <laughs> okay, I was, I literally was like, oh, for, for what? Lord. For what? Oh, wow. Exactly. So okay. it was a big, it was a big thing where you bring in, mm-hmm. you know, you bring in crowds, and mm-hmm. we would do like school assemblies, and it was all just good moral mm-hmm. stuff and all that in different communities around the country. Okay. And then there was like nighttime church uh, event that mm-hmm. you would try to get all the kids and the families out to, and so it was like, uh-huh. it's just feats of, it was like some old school. I mean, you know, it. it I say old school. It's still going on, yeah. this this feats of strength thing for Christ. Mm-hmm. But it started like, it's like kind of like circus shit. Like, yeah, come one, come all. See the man break out of handcuffs. And then we're going to take up an offering and oh. try to get you saved, you know. Yeah. So it was that. And I was, I was traveling like one week a month doing that. And so, yeah, I was pretty in the, the whole church thing yeah. pretty deep. Um, hence the puff pastor. Yes. Uh, IG. But yeah, Anna was at the church too working and we kind of, we were friends for a while and Mm -hmm. we just kind of, long story short, we left together and decided like, hey, I don't want that. We kind of decided separately that we didn't want to be a part of that anymore. There was a lot of pressure from Mm -hmm. all sides, even just in the working space where you're just doing what he said, like evaluating, do I want this? 
for the rest of my life because mm-hmm. it's all or nothing. Yeah. Right? And so I think kind of going through that awakening at the same time and working together on projects at the same time, it was like, oh man, okay, there's something here. But also on top of that, I think this is confirming yes. that we should leave. Yeah. <laughs> We're both going, what are we And doing? your gut yeah. tells you your instinct. You have to listen to that. If not, you're just yeah. doing yourself a disgrace, I feel like. Yeah, and in that yeah. time, really, the teaching was more like, hey, if you feel this, that's okay, but you need to act your way into feeling something different. Mm. It wasn't like you feel this. Okay, let's explore why you feel that it's way. Forceful. Yeah. That was not a thing. And mm-hmm. so once, uh, I would say the lessons since then for me personally, has just been really to actually listen to my instincts more mm-hmm. because like suppressing it for a long time, uh, being at the church and stuff, it was just like, you realize, okay, I, like I didn't, I, I was alive, but I kind of did lose those years in a mm-hmm. sense of like, I was just doing something that someone else told me to do and I had bought into it. It's kind of know? like you're on autopilot. I was on autopilot. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And then eventually you're like, okay, wait, why is there something inside of me conflicting with everything I've always? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, since then it's just like. It's a hard inner battle yeah. Yeah. It is. to figure out. It, it, it's not yeah. easy. It was a big reset when we left. And so that for was sure. kind of like, we've stayed in Dallas for a little bit, but then that was part of our move out to Oregon. Okay. It was just like, what a great move. let's yeah. get out of here. Like once we started smoking, honestly, uh-huh. we started smoking that summer and it like it wasn't really long until we were just like we need to work in this industry mm-hmm. we can't do that here so it's like, cool you guys knew that together yeah, yeah you know well we had worked together I mean, we were friends who worked on the same team and worked yeah. together in a lot of ways initially mm-hmm. so yeah. it was like uh yeah we our, had that dynamic that backs up i mean even to this day which is dope have that work because it's dynamic. so rare we love working yeah, together that's yeah. so sick we, like the best work that either of us have ever done has been like our projects where that's we're both so cool because it's either that. like yeah. the total opposite of that for people i feel yeah. like but it's right. it's super special whenever like you guys can kill it together and like yeah. be on the same right. team always it's fun it's that fun. is cool yeah. wow. um so does your family know that you guys consume and are they cool with it uh yeah Actually, my mom, I've I've kind of gotten it into my family a little mm-hmm. bit. Like, my mom's kind of started, and, but it's all on, you know, the healthcare side, yes, which, hey, I super yes, support no, 100%, that. Yes. It's, it's 100% legitimate. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, at first, it was really nerve-wracking because she smelled it in the house and texted me and was like, are you guys mm-hmm. smoking weed? We were like, we were like, <laughs> like little kids oh, in high school. But uh, we were actually in our mid-20s. It's, it's kind of nice that way sometimes, though, because it makes you feel like a kid again. You know, yeah. you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm high nostalgic. Like, dude, yeah. in the same text string, it was like, are you smoking weed? Yes, it's a pen. I'm obviously generalizing. Oh, yeah. And then, like, a couple texts down, she was like, well, do you think your friend could get me a pen? And I was like, this took the craziest turn. <laughs> Amazing. And it's um, been pretty great. That's ever since. awesome. Yeah. That's so cool that she's open to it like that. Yeah, yeah super wow. open. She's, I love that. She's great. What about you, Brendan? My my family know. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty like on Instagram. I'm pretty like transparent. Very transparent. Yeah. Open yeah. book. <laughs> that's like, whatever. Yes. Judge away. So yeah, my family all knows like, um, they can feel however they want to feel. Yeah, that. I feel that. You know, <laughs> like that. everyone's yeah. different. I get it. I'm perfectly okay with anyone in my family living however they yes. want to. So I'd appreciate the same respect. But like, you yeah, know, for sure. at the same time, um, I don't know. I feel like the 
in the South, the family thing, like, what does your family think, is a really big thing. And, like, when we went to Oregon, it was yeah. just, like, kind of such a different culture. Nobody really way. asks, like, no what's one your, cares, what no about one your family? Asks, you know? Right. Yeah. That's a great, like, that's yeah. a good point. That really is. Know? It's, like, and even the, like, here also I know a lot of people would never publicly show that they consume on their social media because of their job. And, yes. right. and again, in Oregon, it was, like, well, Such the kind of, yeah. yeah, like, everyone's hmm. been smoking weed here forever, legally. So it's, like, you know. There's nothing yeah. to hide. My you, grandparents yeah. were growers. You're, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. hey, that's cool. not my reality. No. Yeah, yeah. So it was, yeah. I mean, it kind of helped us reset. And of course, being in religion and stuff, we had such a mm-hmm. thing where it was like you have to have this, make sure everyone has a certain view of you. And yes. when you're in leadership and leading teams and all mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was good to move out there and just kind of like wear sweatpants, live in the mountains, break the yes. break that whole idea. Well, that's of like, su- such a good move for you guys to do that. Right. Just yeah. to pro- that's a lot to process, you know. Yeah. Reset yeah. the soul. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yes. yes. That's really cool. So, Anna, how would you say cannabis has opened your mind and what's something that you enjoy doing after you consume? Like um, one of your favorite things or? I would say, I mean, at this point, what's crazy is I don't, we consume throughout the day, like mm-hmm. from waking up to going to sleep. And so there's kind of this me high Mm -hmm. like in quotation is just who I am so there's not really like a pre or post thing Mm -hmm. I got you my favorite because it's just kind of like this is how I operate yeah it's a great perspective yeah Yeah. (laughs) um and what was the first part of your question um how has it opened your mind and what's something that you enjoy doing after consuming so maybe like while you're consuming or like how does it enhance yeah I don't know your life it just makes me more open in general. Like I can be kind of skeptical of things. And mm-hmm. so, especially like with past experiences. Totally. Um, and so to be able to like detach from the emotion and the chaos that those things create in mm-hmm. your mind and be able to just evaluate life or whatever it is that you're going through with a sound mind. Yes. I'd say that's the benefit every single day Yeah, because you can get so spun up and to be able to zoom out is not always easy. I feel when I'm not For medicated, sure. I'm just yeah. going to sit there and spin. Yes. Well, even making a, like, a hard decision, sometimes I'm like, oh, I have to smoke about it because yeah, if I don't, like my mind's first. all over the place and then my emotions get into it because I'm a woman and mm-hmm. then all these other things and I can never just like be and like just be not not numb, but just like clear in the head to be like, mm-hmm. okay, this is what I should do. Yeah. So I feel that. What about you, Brendan? Yeah, for me, I think a big thing for me and, and part of the reason why I ended up kind of taking the path that I did with the religion stuff is I didn't have a lot of perspective in life. You know, mm-hmm. it was kind of like just a really narrow view. And so now kind of an ongoing theme of my life that I try to keep present is just really gaining perspective on everything. Yeah. And like moving different places helps with that. But also I feel like, you know, from psychedelics and cannabis, stuff like that, like it really helps me zoom out from me, mm-hmm. my ego, myself, all these things, zoom out and just gain like a larger perspective of every situation, you know? So if, sure. if it's our relationship or business stuff or just life direction or whatever, mm-hmm. it's like, I'm not a woman, but I tend to be pretty emotive also. Yeah. <laughs> and so <laughs> I okay. have to, I have to really like the first thing that I get hit with whenever I'm doing something or something happens is 
the emotions. Mm -hmm. And if I, I know from my past, if I act based on that, a lot of the time it's not ultimately what I want. So, uh, but again, I also know from my past that I don't want to just not feel those emotions Mm -hmm. and move on. I, I, so for me, it's like, I have to feel everything. And with cannabis, it helps like, all right, cool. I can smoke. I can feel, I can process, I can zoom out from all that and then make a really like uh, a decision that at the end of the day is ultimately what I want, not in a moment what I want, you know? Yeah. So for me, it's perspective and just also therapeutic in a lot of ways, helping with just anxiety mm-hmm. and For depression sure. yes. and yes. just regular stuff like that. Yeah. You know? yeah. I like that. So we don't, we don't interview couples often, I feel like. So I like to ask couples Ooh. this question because everyone has different, like spoken language and relationship, you know, looks different. How do you think cannabis has helped you guys connect on a deeper level? If we can be extra real. Whatever. Yeah, to keep it as real. We love real. Oh, okay, exciting then. Um, <laughs> cannabis just makes sex way better. Yeah. Just the hands. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Like, it's just great. Yeah. That's <laughs> um, a great answer. No, that really is. Because mm-hmm. when we talked with Lindsay from Oshihana, like, yeah. that was... It wasn't, it was about sexual wellness and sexual health, and that can mean a lot of different things, mm-hmm. but right. that well, was something we hit on, was how, like, the enhancement of just a lot of different avenues of it even mm-hmm. just like the Definitely. feelings of it you know just like the enhancement yeah. of like the emotions that you get well yeah. and at the end of the day it is like sexual wellness mm-hmm. and there's so much that's core to a relationship that starts with like this like soul attraction to mm-hmm. each other and if you can keep that together then it trickles down into a lot of other relationship shit yes and people don't want to think of it in such a fun way like oh maybe we should just go have sex about it but like for real. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. And then talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I, I mean, I think, I think for sure uh, it cannabis allows us to, and especially early on when we first started smoking, there was topics and things and all that stuff that we didn't, you know, like every couple, some stuff you don't want to approach it. You mm-hmm. don't want to talk about it. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. You're like, ugh, dude. No, we're good. We'll skip over that. Yeah. But it's like those are the things that in the end can end up ruining shit. So uh, we just really helped us like not struggle with the intimacy piece. It helped us both just really open up and be like fully authentic and open and accepting of the other person being fully authentic. I love that. And like looking at it also from like... Anna and, I, Anna and I always have from the beginning just as, like, best friends first. Yes, that's Bef- how Nick and I, before, yes. That's so yes. cool. That's healthy. Before, yeah. like, all the relationship shit and the boyfriend, girlfriend, mm-hmm. husband, wife expectation, mm-hmm. all that aside, like, just, like, I care about you as a human. Yeah. Friend Every, to friend. Like, yes, me removed from the equation, mm-hmm. you know? So we try to just always be that way about it. And with cannabis, it's like, to, to be able to smoke together and then, like, really open up and yeah. feel comfortable and safe and then at the end Mm -hmm. of it it feels great you're like man that was why would we not do that now now keep in mind if you're scared of intimacy and you don't want to get real maybe (laughs) don't maybe don't smoke because it's gonna it's gonna open you up yeah you know which a lot of the time is a good thing but if you're the right person you feel comfortable you should want to yeah yeah did you guys when when you guys fight is it like do you smoke about it and it's like because I know for me and mine, that's what it is. Like, when we're, I just literally, I'm like, I can literally not look at you. And it's very few and far between that we argue. But when I do, I'm like, I can literally not look at you. Go in the other room. But it's like, 
30 minutes, separate rooms, and then we come back around. And I'm like, you want to smoke? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, let's go. And then we'll smoke about it, and then it'll just kind of, right. you know. Right. With us, the only time we would even have, I would say, like, we never really argue. We tend to be on the same page about almost everything. Yeah, yeah but, which is good. But mm-hmm. the only time we'd have, like, intense mm-hmm. stuff like that is whenever I am stressed out yes. or I'm, I'm, like, dealing with shit mm-hmm. or... And I'm not able to process it well in the sense that I'm I'm just like, oh, cool, yeah, I'll handle it. The emotion yes. side really mm-hmm. gets the best of me. And so those are the times that I would say we have intensity. And typically for me, that only time that happens is if I'm like, haven't, if it's 2 p.m. in the day and for mm-hmm. some reason I've only smoked a little or haven't smoked yet. Yeah. And then like stress hits or something yes. happens. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, but typically I'm the the issue in the equation. Usually me too. I will say that. Yeah. I'll speak up. I'll, you know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, like, that's mature to yeah, be able to Sometimes I just have to like tap out of the day and go, all right, I'm going to take a 20 milligram edible. Mm-hmm. I'm going to smoke. Yeah. I, you know, there's reset. no productivity happening from here forward when I feel this way. Yes. So like, let's reset, gain perspective and it's like, cool to bring, yeah. come back at it. And like, ultimately starting a business in, I mean, at the age that we are, at the time in the world that we are, mm-hmm. is really, really hard. And so not only are we going through those ups and downs as teammates, but also partners. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it's great that we have a foundation of friendship because at the end of the day, we can like, okay, we're business partners here. We're husband and wife here. But before all of that, we're friends. That's fucking so, cool. So, like, wash this away cool. yeah. and let's mm-hmm. vibe out. Let's watch some YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's watch yes, y'all love the rap battles. I fucking Girl, love it. Girl, I always want to watch a freestyle. I love that. Honest. Okay, let's be. Okay, let's ask this then. Do you freestyle? Can you freestyle? I could write a fire freestyle, but, but on the spot, no. no. It's yeah. Just like I could throw down some bars for sure yeah oh no doubt if i was but. like reading from the computer while there's like an instrumental playing like <laughs> yes. i could do that right It'll you could like read what you shit, had no, no. no we're funny. just like big hip-hop fans and i feel like students I've, of the game yeah i've i've like <laughs> been attracted to hip-hop my whole life since i was a kid like mm-hmm. having the slim shady cd and like juvenile yes. i saw he was in town oh, oh my year. gosh yeah. the dallas concert saba but- is that in dallas or no okay there's a huge r&b concert that's or oh, a festival that. in vegas yes. dude i'm trying oh, to vegas. go oh, that's like my fucking All childhood yeah. everything the best throwbacks. yeah we have to go <laughs> have yeah. to. all right guys what would you say is your preferred method of consumption with cannabis and why okay you go um yeah. well we started out <laughs> you could be separate or together on this whatever your taste are first time was a joint then okay. we got then we went into like pipe then a bong then you know kind of the evolution in texas we landed on like con- pretty consistently just packing a cone and yeah. we would mm-hmm. pack a king cone yeah. like that, you know it's classic. easy we moved to oregon we were still doing that um started realizing like i'm kind of a poser if i can't roll a joint so, <laughs> yeah so that's really like in oregon that's it hilarious was just, like, that's real. Or, or, or someone's like hands you a nug and they're like, "Hey, roll this up." And you're like, "Do you, do you have a grinder?" And, and they're like, "Just break it down." What do you mean break it down? I, I know. Do. And then you're like learning this whole time while they're right. saying that, and you're like, "Oh shit. Okay. Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. I'll just do that. Okay. That makes sense." Yeah. Okay. All right. But then we we made some good friends in Oregon. I again coming from like cigars and scotch and that whole like mm-hmm. scene in Dallas pre Oregon pre weed. 
um, I, yeah, we kind of like fished around and I had, had smoked blunts, but it was always like swishers and like, you know, the one you, you'll split it down the middle. And for whatever reason, I was like, man, this isn't a blunt. It's supposed to be tobacco like a cigar. This isn't hidden like a cigar, you know. Mm-hmm. Then we meet some friends that like only smoke backwoods. And so, like, <laughs> oh, okay, look, what is this? Yeah. So then we start smoking backwoods and they're like, you know, Three and a half grams in every backwood, just mm-hmm. one after the next every day. You know, and mm-hmm. we're like, okay, this is a different level, you know. Yeah. We had been dabbing and stuff at this point, too. But once, I would say, like, once we went that route, for me personally, mm-hmm. I just love, like, a little bit of tobacco with the weed. Like, it's just something about it. So when we smoke flour, mm-hmm. typically backwoods, like, you know, two, nice. gram, two gram blunts. Yep. Um, and then we dab a lot. I love hash Love solventless rosin yeah like there's we yeah. found some great companies we were just taking dabs before this you guys have quite the collection yes yeah yeah we got all got all educated into the heady dab yes. scene yeah. and like glass and met glass blowers out there it was really cool the whole culture of it it's kind so. of intimidating a little bit the it culture like even sure. even seeing your setup i'm like that's, yeah. that's like Dude, very intimidating. We have like a, I mean, even though our setup is nice, it's like a medium, low level setup compared to the a lot of the other people. Yeah, yes. I mean, it's I just mind blowing. Yeah, you know, it's it's really cool though. We got luckily we got gamed up by the OGs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is which is dope. That's yeah. important. Yes. So you guys lived in the Pacific Northwest for a few years. Yeah. How would you say that compares to Oklahoma's culture and what you guys saw there versus like what you guys are being? seen or seeing here not being seen so with oregon obviously they've been in the game for a long time so there's mm-hmm. like we were saying there are a lot of advancements in their culture like art music glass all this different stuff but in oregon you can't smoke in public legally legally yeah that's for, that's for a good the, distinction for the state mm-hmm. law like okay. yeah. you can't there's plenty of hiking you can only yeah. smoke you know? in private areas which is your house or your backyard your, your yeah your right. backyard or yeah. your car but then it's like eh, but then yeah. if i get done smoking and i'm driving it smells like we you know yeah like kind mm-hmm. of a gray, gray area, area. So. but it's so much more relaxed out here in that regard like the fact that we could go to relax park yes. and bring all of our stuff and there can be rigs we can smoke like all of that mm-hmm. is fantastic like usually we were in rooms and it had to be like a private guest list and if everybody was getting together yeah and yeah. so while there's a lot of advancements and a lot of really cool shit in oregon this it, weed starts with community and yes. so being able to be out with people and friends in open spaces 100%. and enjoy that together is I it's mean, really, a game changer. It's really yeah. unique. Yeah, it's like, again, up there, it was all just kind of like speakeasy style if you were smoking hmm. with people, you Which know? Which was dope. Which was yeah, cool. That is, was, yeah. You say speakeasy and I'm like, huh. Yeah, <laughs> that little rebel inside then, of you feeds that. But then, <laughs> but then yeah. think about like police rolling up and shit. Yeah. It becomes not so fun pretty quick. So yeah. it's like, right. you know, especially when the people involved, it's like, you know, you're dealing with business owners mm-hmm. and, and the, it's just crazy when you have to worry about the law side That balance. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's the big thing we always talk about is like the the cannabis industry versus cannabis culture Mm -hmm. and like industry is obviously really you know all the the compliance the regulations the way that the different states are the way that 
companies want to get vertically integrated, the right. different business models and all the money behind it all. But the culture is really what it all came from originally. And so I would yeah. say like being from Dallas, we're used to big business, big industry. Right. Everything is that. Moving up to Oregon, it was like a, a dive into the deep end of cannabis culture, but not new cannabis culture, shit that's been around and that they've been right. doing Which for is cool. 20 years, yeah. you know, 40 right. years. So mm-hmm. it's like, again, families of growers where yes. the grandkids are now growing legally because the grandparents were growing in the black so market. Cool. For, yeah. You know, so like to get to experience that and see like the roots of it. I would say for me, it just put a bit like so much respect, you know, yeah, to where like now I'm pretty, I mean, people can feel different ways about it, but I'm pretty like, hey, if you don't consume cannabis, don't start a company. Don't uh, get yeah. in this industry. Yeah. You don't need <laughs> yeah. more people yeah. that don't consume, that don't care about the and plant. That's the problem with some investors pay. with. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. And it's people like, don't hey, consume cannabis money, money that comes from different places yes. to start businesses. I get that. But at the end of the day, like the people that I Intentions. hope to see are, that are driving the industry forward are the people that really like come from the culture. Who are touching yeah. it, who yeah. know what they're doing, yeah. they consume yeah. it, they love it, yeah. they have passion for it. Like, yeah. you, you don't yeah. have that for it if you're not involved with the plant. If you're in the industry yeah. to just to make money, it's like, come on, man. It, yeah. it, like, it runs something along the lines. Like, yeah. it hurts somebody one way or the other, it I does. feel like, if you don't go into yeah. it with the right intentions Definitely. in that sense. So would, and flip the script with that, are there things that you guys have noticed here in Oklahoma that could use fine-tuning within the industry here? Hmm. That's a good I think, question. I think, honestly, my, my initial thought when we moved here was I was actually pretty surprised with how far along Oklahoma was. Okay. Like, hmm. us moving out here, we didn't, we visited once uh, before we moved. We obviously couldn't go to a shop because we didn't have a car yeah. or anything. So we really had no, I mean, we could look on weed maps. That's all we could do. Mm-hmm. And Instagram, right? Find companies. Yeah. And, Mad and, research. Yeah. And so yep. like we're doing all that. <laughs> and we're, we're getting to know the Oklahoma scene but a little bit before we moved digitally. But like once we got here, I was actually really surprised to find that there's gardens like resonant, hermetic, like living soil yeah, gardens, yeah. crushing it on a really craft scale, but also like mm-hmm. doing it at a large scale, you mm-hmm. know? So seeing that there's people growing like that and then seeing that there's dispensaries that are educating, that are yeah. teaching patients about the plant. Cause again, it's really easy to take a left turn and just be about products and mm-hmm. you know, all this totally. and forget that all this stuff comes from a flower that's mm-hmm. grown by a human, you yeah. know, like, yeah. mm-hmm. but to always keep that at the front of mind and know that everything starts there. Um, yeah, it's been really interesting. I would say like the, the solventless scene out here is crazy. Like we went to that 710 showdown event mm-hmm. yeah. at Relax Park and to see like 40 or 50 solventless vendors that all had booths, that all had decent product and yeah. like 10 to 20 that had fire product. You yeah. Know? Like yeah. That's top, impressive. That's, that's a pretty big. I was not mm-hmm. expecting that. Like we coming from Oregon, we didn't have events like that there. Cause again, yeah. really? you can't smoke in public. Yeah. Yeah. So, so why would you be doing that yeah. in public? Yeah. So it's like yeah. even the high time stuff, like high times is kind of a joke up there. And so it's like, there's local underground events, mm-hmm. but like there's nothing like that. So to see the <laughs> industry is already like, yeah, there's a lot of licenses, of course, because right. it's been pretty, you know, free market to get into. But to see the quality, like, honestly, 
really surprised. <laughs> like, wow. uh, love to hear it. Shout I'm, out Oklahoma. Yeah, shout out Oklahoma. Like, because again, at first, I'm like, what am I going to smoke? Like, what are I, we I'm not going to smoke bullshit. Like, regardless of where I am. Yeah, yeah. you like quality. So, we know. But to find it, <laughs> but to find it easily, I'm like, okay, like, I don't know. It's it's cool. I was surprised. That is, dope. I like that. Yeah. Well, what about you? And honestly, so I fully 100 percent agree with that. But what I'm tired of everywhere (laughs) is when you walk into dispensaries and you're talking to and hey no offense to anybody but talking to an undereducated bud tender like i cannabis is great because it can be both fun and medicinal Mm -hmm. but we can't forget the medicinal piece of it and so just going like yeah man this is like 28 percent thc this is the fire like shut up with all of that (laughs) It's enough. Like, I THC numbers are important, yeah. and I understand that. But at the same time, there's so much more to it. And if we're ever going to move past, like, a for real stigma still, mm-hmm. then we need to be talking to educated bud tenders. And not only that, but there's a way of consuming cannabis where, yes, it is a lot to learn. It's a lot to consume. But at the end of the day, I want longevity with this plant. Mm-hmm. And for me and my body yes. and for my friends and my family. Mm-hmm. And so... We really have, we're really bent on the nutrition, or sorry, not the nutrition, but like the wellness piece of it mm-hmm. and what people are consuming. Because it's like if it's CRC, if it's distal, mm-hmm. yeah, it's important if to know. There's pesticides, like yeah. there's just all this stuff, which and is it concerns me. Yeah, so yeah. just more education so that it ultimately everybody can enjoy this plant and yeah. we don't end up having an issue. I yeah. would, I would yeah. say there's a few it's gaps deep. in the market. Mm-hmm. That we're definitely intending to fill with our products. Well, we <laughs> there you go. So just like yeah, some cool like high end, and by high end I don't mean expensive. I just mean high quality mm-hmm. shit. But uh, solventless like chocolate and some cool solventless tinctures and some cooking products and nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, just just some cool stuff that's coming out that we're doing. Cool. Um, that actually is a kind of a good transition into what would you tell somebody who is a first time cannabis user? What advice would you give them? I would say get around people who actually care about weed and it's not just like your homie who's handing you God knows what. Like if somebody hands you something and doesn't try to tell you, hey, it's from this farm or I got it from this dispensary or it's Mm -hmm. just details about it and they're just like, hey, smoke this. Don't Don't smoke smoke with that person. (laughs) Like, when do you ever eat something random that someone hands you? When do you ever drink something random that someone hands you? Why in the world would you inhale something random, you know? And that's my lungs, homie. Be particular, yeah. Like, come on. Yeah, (laughs) there's some, like, I totally agree. I get that. I'm like, I want the person handing me the joint to be nerding out on it. Like, give me all the shit about it. Like, I'm that person, so I'm like, oh, yeah, this is from so-and-so. Like, Mm -hmm. it's it's so bomb like you have to try this is this and people look at me sometimes like all right so i've calmed down like it's just and i'm like no you don't understand and maybe like simplified the message is realizing that yeah weed's fun but it's again Mm -hmm. medicinal and you're putting shit in your lungs which when you think about it most of it we're eating drinking there's a lot going to our stomachs that's all sorts of different, mm-hmm. but going into your lungs, you just have to be so much more aware of that. And again, you don't want to end up in your 
your 60s, 70s, 50s, whatever, with, like, breathing problems because you smoked shit and yeah. didn't care, mm-hmm. didn't ask. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would <laughs> that's say, good. I would say to a first-time consumer, just be, uh, be open to change. Because, like, uh, for me, and I would say a lot of people that I know that start, I, I knew them, like, before they smoked weed and then as they started smoking and then even after, um, just... It opens your mind, you know, if you let it, obviously, if you fight it and just, like, kind of party on it every now and then, then Mm -hmm. sure. But, like, if you're, you know, into knowing yourself more and into, like, you know, kind of just self-wellness in a sense, then I would say if you're going to start smoking or consuming in some way, just be prepared for your mind to open a little bit and Mm -hmm. be prepared for... You know, the way that you've felt about things in the past might change. Yes. 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 No, that's great. No, that's real. This is all great advice. (laughs) So we ask everyone this question, but what would you both individually say is the most, like, eye-rolling myth that is around cannabis that you would like to see changed? Hmm. That's a tough one. We've been in the land of like no cannabis myths up in Oregon, you know, yeah. it's just like kind of yeah, all true. soldiers or, for truth or, up there. Yeah. Yeah. Or even like but, growing up or anything that you guys have experienced and been through, you know, like what is something so, that you're just like, it would have been easier if they didn't think this or that. Or, or just some, something stupid, like it's just yeah. a stigma Man, that you're like. I, if there's one place to start, I would say, again, the like fun slash medicinal, but the endocannabinoid system. Like, the fact that I'm explaining this system that exists in all of our bodies to my parents for the first time, yes. this is the first time they're ever hearing of it, and they think I'm crazy. Like, something crazy. I'm <laughs> like, Some guys, people don't no. believe in it. They yeah, don't. Like, it's even believe so real. I'm, I have that we patients. have an endocannabinoid system. Yeah, yeah. we've met older people who, yeah. who they're like, no, that's not science. Like, that hasn't actually been accepted as science. And you're like... Wait, what? Like, yeah. we discovered it in other animals first before right. the, like, yeah. I'm like, Grandma, you don't want me jumping into the history. Like, <laughs> I have the patience to read the science shit and understand it. So, like, she'd probably really enjoy it if but you gave her a big history with all the knowledge, you know? <laughs> really? You go into it. That's pseudo history, pseudo knowledge. Uh, so, it's like, yeah. she it's would a, love it, yeah. but she mm. doesn't want to believe it. No. So. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you do? Mm-hmm. It's yeah, that's frustrating. Yeah. You just live it out. You start yeah. a cannabis business. And yeah. You look at her and you go, Grandma, look at me. Do you want to try some proud? of my like, products, so Grandma? <laughs> literally, that literally. I pay exactly. my bills. Exactly. Isn't that great? Yeah. <laughs> I pay my bills with weed. Correction. <laughs> Isn't that great? <laughs> yes. Gold stars everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, I think this wraps up today's episode. Do you guys have anything you'd like to say before we hop off? Uh, I would just say shout out to everyone in Oklahoma. Like we've met some awesome people here so far. You guys are awesome. We've had fun times with you and some of the other people we've met from the coffee shop to the dispensary to the grows. And just like, we've only been here a few months now. So it's been, uh, yeah, it's been good. It's been cool just getting into the culture and meeting people and realizing That's there's, really a, lot fun. Of, there's yeah. a lot of good people here trying to do it right. You know? yes. And of course, you know, there's high times and there's all the right. other shit that's kind of like mm-hmm. more corporate mm-hmm. and industry. But like when you get in and really meet the people that are trying to do it, you're like, man, there's yeah. a lot of good people really yeah, pushing. Yeah, behind you know, the right? passion. So, yeah, so yeah. it's it's cool to see that. And yeah, we're just really stoked to be here. I love that. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you guys. Yeah, thank Thanks you guys for having for us here. over. Yes. We got to podcast from their crib today in yeah. Oklahoma, so this is fun. Um, with that being said, stay tuned for next week's episode. And as always, stop, stop. <laughs> stay medicated. <laughs>
Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.